Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapters 6 and 7. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. All you need to do is believe it, receive it, and walk in it. Thank you, Lord. God was waiting on us to do something for we certainly mess it up. Isn't that true? That's very true. So God wants us to know him as the personal, promise-making, promise-keeping God who we can trust. God wants us to know that. And how many people, I mean, think about this. I was thinking about this today. How many people think that when they come to God, they're going to have to give up something. Many people think when they come to God that they're going to lose out on life. You know, listen, God says in our text, I have established my covenant. I've heard their groanings. I am the Lord. I will bring them out from under the burdens. I will rescue them. I will take them to myself to be a people. I will be their God. I will bring you into the land. I will give you an inheritance. In other words, God is saying this. Listen, if you follow me, he's saying this to the people of God, and he's saying it to you and me. If you follow me, you have nothing to lose and all to gain. Don't you know? That when you follow God, and you listen to me closely, don't ever forget this. When you follow God, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. You see, Satan wants you to think you got all to lose. Man, you losing out on the world, man. They partying and they, they having a good time out there. No, they're not. They just think they are. You've got nothing to lose and all to gain. Parents, follow the Lord. He has great and precious promises for you. Youth, they say up north, youths, follow the Lord. Amen, youths? What, there's only two in here or what? I'm, I'm, I'm youth. Hey, amen. I amen myself. Amen. I'm a youth. I'm always going to be young at heart, man. Because my body don't say that, but uh, <laughs> listen, young folks, don't follow your friends. Don't follow people going down the wrong path. Follow the Lord. Amen. I don't care what they say. You know, the world is saying now, use condoms. That's what they're saying. What kind of message is that? That's no message. Look, look, God says abstain and wait. God doesn't say use condoms. That's against God's law. Listen, follow the Lord always. Young folks, old folks, any folks. 
follow God. Youth people, here's a word for you. Contrary to popular opinion, your parents do no more than you. Parents say amen. Amen. I figure I'd get some clapping on that now. They're like, oh, now you preach it, Pastor. I've been trying to tell them. I know stuff. You know, you know, oh, Lord, I don't have time for this tonight. You know, you're crazy if you don't listen to your parents, especially, I underscore, those parents who are in the Lord. You are out of your mind. You've jumped out of a tree. <laughs> Elevator not going to top floor. One fry short of a happy meal. You're crazy, man. Your parents who are in the Lord and you wouldn't listen to them. And they're praying and seeking God and reading the word and serving God and doing everything they can to love God. And you would not take advantage of that and listen to God and do what God is leading your parents to do because you're in their home and they love you like nobody else will ever love you. You will never, ever, ever find a better love than the love of your mother and the love of your father. You never will. And granted, yes, there are, I got to say, and unfortunately, there's some bad parents. And that's just the truth. But you know what? God will be your parent. God was my parent. God was my father. I didn't grow up with a father. I did not grow up with a father. My mom, you know my story. I didn't go through all that. I didn't grow up with a father, but God was my father. God taught me everything I needed to know. God taught me how to be a father. God taught me how to love my children. God taught me how to love y'all. Taught me how to... I don't know if I said that right, but I don't even care. God will be everything that you need. So you would be crazy not to listen to your parents who are in the Lord. Follow God. He has blessings for you and promises for you. And you're crazy if you don't follow your parents who are following the Lord. And even if they're not following the Lord, do everything you can Short of sin to listen to your parents. They're telling you to do something wrong. That's another story. I can't, I ain't mean to get into all that. All right, look at verse 9. Enough of that stuff. Look at verse 9 if you're there, say amen. amen. So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel. But underline this. They did not heed Moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, go in, tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to let the children of Israel go out of the land. And Moses spoke before the Lord saying, the children of Israel have not heeded me. How then shall Moses, how then shall Pharaoh heed me? For I am of uncircumcised lips. God, don't you know that? And then the Lord spoke to Moses and said, and Aaron and gave them a command. For the children of Israel and for the Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. And so Moses spoke all that God said, but they did not heed Moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. Now notice, Spurgeon said this, and I think this was interesting, uh, um, apropos. Spurgeon said, this is the saddest of sad that they did not heed heed the Lord. 
or they did not heed Moses. This is the saddest of sad. I think that's true. God said, Moses, tell Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go. Moses says, God, Israel didn't listen to me. What makes you think Pharaoh's going to listen to me? Nobody listens. I can't even talk right. I can hear Moses just kind of wah, wah, wah. God's like, yada, yada, yada. Wah, wah, wah. God said, listen, go do what I told you. Now, look at verse 14 through verse says 27. What we have here, see what y'all laughing for. What's so funny? I'm not going to tackle this. I know you really want me to. The genealogy stuff, I know you just love it. But I'm not going to tackle it tonight. But I will tell you this, you can read this in your own time if you need a sleep aid. And um, (laughs) verse 14, what we have is the genealogy of Moses and Aaron. And, and, and what I'm going to do is, I think what I'm just going to do is, we're just going to take a high-level view, because I really cannot get into this tonight. But, but I want to take a kind of high-level view. I'll point out a few things in a few verses, and uh, then we'll see uh, how much we get done of uh, chapter 7 tonight. Okay, let's, so let's do that. Look at verse 14, if you will. It starts with, you want to notice this, and we're going to move a bit quick through this. It starts with the sons of Reuben in verse 14. And then in verse 15, we have the sons of Simeon. And then in verse 16, we have the sons of Levi. In verse 16, the sons of Levi, and we have the sons of Levi, and some of their names in verse 16. You see that? Say amen. You have Gershom, Kohath, Mirari. Notice Levi, it tells us in verse 16, lived to be 137 years old. If you're taking notes, Levi is the great-granddaddy of Moses. Notice in verse 18, we have the sons of Kohath, and they were Amram. Look at verse 18, you see that? The sons of Kohath were Amram, Isar, Hebron, Uziel, and the years of the life of Kohath was 133 years. Koath is the granddaddy of Moses. Now, I want to tell you something that's just a little side note here. If you know someone, listen close, if you know someone whose last name, some Jewish someone whose last name is Cohen, Cohen, the name Cohen is the Jewish name that goes back to the Kohatites here in our text. And they were the priestly tribe that kept the tabernacle. That's how we know today that the Cohens link back to the priestly tribe. And it would be of the family, the Cohen family, that will end. If you fast forward to the book of Revelation, the Cohen family will begin. And even in the tabernacle and the temple, the one that's to be constructed, they will be the priestly tribe doing the priestly services in the tabernacle. The Cohens. If you know a Cohen, they link back. Not that they're married to, but even if they're Jewish, they link back to the Kohatites. Very interesting. Notice in verse 20, Amram. Look at verse 20. You there? Say amen. Now Amram took for his wife, hmm, see her name again? Jochebed. Very interesting. His father's sister as a wife. Amram took Jochebed, his father's sister, 
as a wife. So get this. Moses' dad married his aunt. Now that's kind of Jerry Springer. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of crazy, all right? Just got, I hate that show, but I mean, it, it really is kind of weird, man. But we got to understand something now. And see, because people bring this up all the time and they go, oh, well, look at all that incest going on in the Bible. Oh, that can't be right. Oh, God. People always quote about this very thing. Listen and listen close. At this time, the law wasn't given. And there was no prohibition to marrying this close to the family. So they did. So Moses' dad married Aunt Jochebed. And Moses was born. Look at verse 20. Moses was born. And Aaron, Aaron and Moses were born. And the years of Amran was 137 years. Look at verse 23. Brings us to Aaron and his sons. And we'll talk more about that when we study the book of Leviticus. But they are Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. And verse 24, we come to the sons of Korah, and they carried the Ark of the Covenant. Perhaps you know that. And then in verse 25, we have Phinehas, who was a priest. And then in verse 26, God wants us to know that this, in fact, is the lineage of Aaron and Moses. And then look at uh, verse 28. And it came to pass on the day. The Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, that the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I am the Lord. Speak to the Pharaoh, the the king of Egypt, all that I say to you. But Moses said before the Lord, here he is complaining again. Behold, I am of uncircumcised lips. And so Pharaoh, listen to me. Well, chapter seven, beginning in verse one. So the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you as a God. This is fascinating. I've made you as a God to Pharaoh and Aaron, your brother shall be your prophet and you shall speak all that I command you. And Aaron, your brother shall tell Pharaoh to send the children of Israel out of his land. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. But Moses will not heed you so that I may lay my hand on Egypt and bring my armies and my people, the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt By great judgments. That's how God's going to do it. And the Egyptians shall know in verse 5 that I am the Lord. When I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from among them. And then Moses and Aaron did so just as the Lord commanded them. And so they did. And Moses was 80 years old. And Aaron was 83 years old. When they spoke to Pharaoh. Stop right there. Give me your attention. God says, Moses, I have made you a God to Pharaoh. Now, listen, there are some people, I think you know where I'm going, who will tell you that you can become a God, that you are gods. They will tell you one of the fastest growing cults In the country today, Mormonism. And they will tell you that you can be gods, that you are a god. And they will take you to a text like this one and others that say, like God says here, Pharaoh, I have made Moses, pardon me, I have made 
you a God. And they will take you to this text. You need to understand something here. Now listen closely. The Egyptians were superstitious and polytheistic. That means that they had many gods. They were superstitious and polytheistic, and they worshiped many gods. So God has commanded Moses to go before the Pharaoh doing miracles. You know that. And because Moses was doing miracles, Pharaoh, listen, placed some kind of sacred value on Moses. Did you know? That Pharaoh placed some kind of sacred value on Moses because in some way he thinks that Moses is a god. And that is why, by the way, saints, that, that Pharaoh didn't just kill Moses. Why didn't he just kill Moses? You don't just walk into the Pharaoh and go, God said, let my people go or else, bro. You don't do that. Most people, it's off with their head. But the reason Pharaoh didn't kill Moses for coming into his presence disrespectfully is because Pharaoh looked at Moses and some sacred value was placed on Moses because Moses was doing miracles. And so God tells Moses, you don't have to fear because I made you a God. Pharaoh thinks a God to Pharaoh. And God says, Moses, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart in verse 3. The Bible says, Pharaoh hardened his heart. We talked about this, and we'll talk about it more in the coming weeks. Pharaoh hardened his own heart. We've talked about this. And that means he was stubborn. That means he was heavy or dense. His heart was heavy or dense. The Bible also says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, and that means that God, listen, watch this, listen, ghost, don't miss it. That means that God established, confirmed Pharaoh in his existing position. One says that Pharaoh hardened his own heart. That means he was stubborn. The other means that God establishes Pharaoh in the position that he has chosen. God still does that, saints, by the way. If folks don't want to get saved, you don't have to. If you don't want to give your life to Christ, that's okay. But I'll tell you something. If you rebel long enough and you're stubborn long enough, God will establish you and confirm you in the position that you have taken. God's not in heaven going, I sure hope Pharaoh hardens his heart. Yeah, I'm going to get him. That's not God. Pharaoh hardened his own heart. And became stubborn, and God just allowed him to be in that position. Well, Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded. Moses was 80 years old. Aaron was 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh in verse 7. Look at verse 8. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle for yourselves, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and let it become a serpent. Underline that. I'm going to tell you something in a minute. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh, and they did so, just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh, before the serpents, uh, before his servants, and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called the wise men, plural, and the sorcerers, plural. So the magicians, plural, of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For every man threw down his rod, and they became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Write this in your Bible. Love it. 
And Pharaoh's heart grew hard in verse 13. And he did not heed them as the Lord had said. Now, this is interesting because in previously in chapter four, verse three, Moses threw down his rod and it became a serpent. Listen at this. In chapter four, verse three, in Hebrew, the word serpent in chapter four, verse three is nakash. Nakash. If you're spelling it N-A-C-H-A-S-H, N-A-C-H-A-S-H, which means a serpent or a snake. But this word in our text here is a different Hebrew word for serpent. It's the Hebrew word tannin, tannin, T-A-N-N-I-Y-N. And it means like a dragon. It speaks of a sea monster. You might say it's like the first mention of anaconda in the Bible. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and they did what the Lord commanded and the rod became a serpent. But notice Pharaoh's evil men did the same thing and they threw down their rods and they became serpents. Now, many, many people think this. Second Timothy chapter three, verse eight. There are two guys talked about, Janus and Jambres. The Bible says that they withstood Moses. And because of those two guys in second Timothy chapter three, Because of those two guys, many people believe that there were two magicians. I was almost going to say musicians. I mean, magicians standing before Moses and Aaron because of those two guys in 2 Timothy. Y'all still with me? Say amen. Amen. And so people think there were two guys. We don't know that. We do want to notice the Bible says that there were wise men, plural, sorcerers, plural, magicians, plural. Plural. We don't know whether there was two, 20, 200, or 2,000. We don't know that. But the movies kind of indicated because it's the movies. But either way, let me tell you if there's a snake in my presence, that's one too many. <laughs> Say amen, my fellow snake haters. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Snakes! Oh, they give me the creeps. Now, notice in verse 14 through 19. So the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hard. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes out to the water and you shall stand by the river's bank to meet him. And the rod which was turned to a serpent, you shall take in your hand. And you shall say to him, the Lord God of the heavens has sent me to you saying, Let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. But indeed, until now, you will not hear. You would not hear. And thus says the Lord in verse 17, by this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike the waters which are in the river with the rod that is in my hand, and they shall be turned to blood. And the fish that are in the river shall die. The river is going to stink. The Egyptians will loathe to drink the water of the river. And then the Lord spoke to Moses, say to Aaron, take your rod, stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt and over the streams and over the rivers and over the ponds and over all the pools of water that they may become blood. And there shall be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both note this saints in the buckets of wood and pitchers of stone. And Moses and Aaron did so just as the Lord commanded. And so he lifted up the rod, he struck the waters that were in the river, in the sight of Pharaoh, and in the sight of his servants, 
and all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. The fish that were in the river died. The river stank, and the Egyptians could not drink the water of the river. So there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. And then the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments, and and somehow they found water. We don't know, but somehow they found water. And Pharaoh's heart grew hard, see, because they could do the same stuff. And he did not heed them as the Lord said. And Pharaoh turned and he went into the house. Neither was his heart moved by this. So all the Egyptians dug all around the river for water to drink because they could not drink the water of the river. And seven days passed before the Lord had struck the river. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.